The Reset Podcast is a show about fresh starts. In business, career, relationships, health, and life in general, sometimes we all go forward to a new square one. Every moment is a new opportunity to begin again, and my guests will tell you how, when, and why they decided to reset their lives. I'm Franklin Taggart. Welcome to The Reset Podcast. Welcome, everybody. My name is Franklin Taggart, and this is The Reset Podcast. My guest today is Megan Melton, and she is um, a businesswoman and a mom and um, just an active community member here in the northern Colorado area. And uh, we met last week at a podcasting workshop, and I thought um, she has a, a very compelling story, and I'm excited to have her uh, as my guest today. Welcome, Megan. Hi. Megan, um, in the last couple of years, you've really experienced some major changes. Um, are there any, uh, l- let's start with the before story. Um, let's go back a couple of years and talk about where you were, and then we can talk yeah. about where you've come from. Sure. So, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Northern Colorado native, born and raised in Fort Collins, and um, left for a few years, came back after I had a kiddo in 2009, um, and really, you know, found a, a good kind of job in the area and really settled back into family life here. Um, I was working in the financial services industry, you know, as, as the operations side of that industry for several years, um, kind of dabbled in business ownership in between there in in a few cases, but mostly, you know, just growing life and a kid and owning a home and all of those things kind of, I guess, normal, (laughs) (laughs) living the, striving for the American dream, I guess. But um, yeah, that's kind of where we, you know, we've been for the last several years, um, just moving it, you know, our lives towards that dream. Um, Yeah. That's kind of where I started. All right. And then a couple of years ago, there was kind of a precipitating factor that really threw your life into a spin. Um, and pretty much everything has been different since then. <laughs> you want to yeah. talk a little bit about that and what sure. happened? So, I mean, my, my husband and I have been together for 17 years. And he's always worked in manual labor type jobs. And, uh, well, I remember the date distinctly. It was May 27th of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good and bad day. Uh, it was the day that our first house, they accepted the offer on our first house. So that was great that morning. And that night he came home and had, um, he'd been run over by a forklift at work. Oh my. (laughs) So, you know, there was a lot of, um, just immediate stuff that had to happen medically, obviously. And just that immediate initial, uh, what's next. Um, so after being together for so long, um, at that point it was 16 years, but you know, you kind of had gotten used to how things were having an able-bodied husband and, you know, having two people in the household who were able to do everything that needed to be done. And all of a sudden physically that was taken away in a lot of ways. Um, you know, we have been, we are a year and a half outside of that. Luckily, you know, he's, he's improving 
I can, I can say that's the positive side of that. Sorry. But that transition and that change into all of a sudden, almost 20 years into a relationship, completely having to redefine the roles and how we were going to interact with each other when that physical capability was completely taken away. Yeah. So that became a, an interesting time in our lives, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, um, it was positive. You know, a lot of, a lot of people would think, Oh, he, he was positive about it, but I love my husband. I always say he's kind of an Eeyore by nature. <laughs> <laughs> and tragic accidents. I, I don't know what I would do personally. In his case, he decided that it was time to be positive and time to really accept the help that was being offered from some amazing medical people that we were, you know, privileged of having in our lives at the time. And so that ability for him to just decide, I, I'm going to be more positive when he was always the not negative, but just more downward side of life. Kind of thing. <laughs> um, and so from my perspective, it kind of watching him go through that change kind of changed my mind on what I was doing and how I was engaging with my family and, and work. And um, I really started to realize that I was miserable myself. Yeah. And that um, I've, I've always kind of been the breadwinner of the family. And so the career was kind of important and came first. And my husband's done an amazing job with our son, raising our son and stuff. But I, um, I'd gotten to the point where even though I was working a fairly standard hours, 35 hours, 40 hours a week, I was acting physically, my, the emotional stress, and not just from what happened to my husband, but what was going on at work. Mm -hmm. I would sleep through weekends. I was behaving like someone who was working 80 hours a week. Wow. So about mm, April of this year, when we were about a year out of, of the accident, um, and I, I knew my husband was, I mean, he's, he'll never be 100% again, but he was physically stable. Yeah. Um, I started realizing that maybe I needed to focus on what I was doing in my life and that as an employee, maybe working for someone wasn't the answer for my family anymore because mom was gone Yeah. mentally and emotionally, even though I was there all the time, you know, I'd be home at five o'clock and <sighs> sitting on the couch doing nothing because I just didn't have it in me to give anymore. Right. So that became... I don't know, kind of a, an interesting time in my life where I realized I needed to do something. At first I thought, well, I'll just get a different job. And a lot of us, I think, had that reaction to life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll just go be an employee for someone else. Because I realized without getting into details about a company, it just wasn't, it wasn't a healthy spot for me to be in. But then, um, like most people, I'm, I'm not ancient, but I'm, I'm getting close to middle age. <laughs> It's not as easy to find a job the older we get. You know, when we're more 20s, we're like, ah, I'll just go get a job. True. <laughs> not so much now. No, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, whatever. But once you, you know, you get these life responsibilities, you think, wow, it's, it's not so easy. Yeah. And so I decided just to jump back into what I kind of always done, which was business coaching, which is a huge passion of mine. Um, I love small business owners. <laughs> they're, the most, 
creative bunch of people I've ever known. Um, there's something about that crazy willingness to just say, eh, yeah. I'm going to jump in and do it on my own. Um, so that's kind of what I transitioned into in June of this year. Um, you know, while still working through all of the, the physical changes that my husband's going through. Right. I, I, I kind of just decided, well, you know, some people say take change in small doses and I went, ah, <laughs> we're just going to throw caution to the wind and just go for it. Yeah. That's kind of where I am now is, is really, um, finding out what it means to be this new business owner, mom, person, <laughs> wife, yeah. all that. Now you've got a young, a young son at home and in the midst of all of this, uh, what, what were some of the things that you noticed that he was going through as both you and your husband adapted to this new reality? Yeah. So my son, he's not nine. Uh, I say he's nine going on 40 because he's an only child. So yeah, we have one too. <laughs> yeah. And he's extraordinarily intelligent. So in a lot of ways, sometimes I, I forget that he's nine. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I kind of started realizing that it wasn't really that he felt neglected. He, his grandparents live in town too. So he always had them and they've been a huge support. Having my family around has been a huge support in helping us, you know, I always know, hey, I can call mom and dad and they can take my son and, and, and things will be okay. Um, but I don't even remember when it was. It was probably around his birthday, which is towards the end of March. My son, um, you know, driving to school as young boys, they don't really communicate well. And all of a sudden, from the backseat, they just start talking. And he, he was asking me why I'm unhappy. Huh. And I thought, out of the mouth of babes, you know, you just say some of the most profound things. Because I wouldn't, at that point in my life, I wouldn't have said I wasn't happy. Yeah. I had steady income. My husband was healing. We had a new home. All of those positive things that should have been positive. But my nine-year-old was noticing mom was checked out. Yeah. So I think from, from my perspective as a mom, that, that was also part of why I decided to go back and just be a business owner or, or something that allowed me that time. Because as all of us who have kids know, he's at about the age where I'm about to lose. I mean, not lose him, but you know, they, that those teenage years, mom becomes the person they don't want. Yeah. And I don't want to lose what I have left just to get a paycheck, just to have some, and it was a false sense of security. It wasn't even security because of what was going on with the company. So I think that that profound statement from my son of just realizing, wow, I'm not there for him the way that he needs me. Yeah. Um, you know, he's pretty emotionally mature, I guess, for a nine-year-old boy. Um, but that aspect really kind of was interesting. I, I think as parents, we, we put ourselves a lot on our children and don't realize it. Yeah. That whatever we're going through... And I think it's just because they, they, they're not at a stage where they can communicate it back like an adult. Right. And so through him just asking me that question, and it just it, really opened, opened up my eyes to, to a different thought process that maybe, huh, maybe I am unhappy. Wow. And maybe that, that really is having such, uh, it's, it is going to negatively impact ultimately my relationships, which 
that's why you have the job in the first place is so you can support the family. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But if they're not there, then there's just no point. And so I, I decided, well, I, I have, you know, I'm, I'm taking this leap. I'm taking a, a leap of faith, but it's been, it's been, it's been amazing. Cause I know, I mean, I don't remember what day it was sometime mid June, the Monday morning I woke up and didn't have to go back to that job. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a switch turning on inside me that I became me. Megan was back. Megan <laughs> was me and, and mom and, and wife and the things that I needed to be. Um, even though technically now as a business owner, I'm working physically more than I was yeah. I'm still available yep. than I was before have a little bit more presence and uh, a little bit more energy for the family and things like that. The, yes. The energy I think has been the biggest thing because not just family, but finding time for hobbies and friends. Mm-hmm. Things I just didn't have, I had no energy for before. And I think as we get in our lives, we, we don't realize we're stuck. We're like, Oh, you know, sit, I, I, I'm fine. You know, I, I watch TV a few hours a night and that's okay. But what else is suffering? What yeah. aren't you doing? And it, what aren't you enjoying? So uh, the question that comes to my mind is, um, you, you said that you had been a, biz, a business coach before. Mm-hmm. And how long ago was that? So, I mean, I started in 2013. I started, a, it was administrative assistant kind of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that for, I would say about six months into that when I realized I was doing more coaching than I was doing administrative work. Yeah. And I started transitioning into helping people because I focus as my business coaching on operations. Um, a lot of business coaches focus on marketing and sales yeah. and those are great things and lots of people need those. But I've learned that with working with small businesses, they're so busy being the technician, the internal day-to-day person that a lot of their stress just comes from not being organized and not having written operations and procedures they they're repeating things on a day-to-day basis but they're doing it different every time which is crazy yeah <laughs> so that's kind of where i i started shifting in 2013 and then like a lot of small business owners a job this job offer came up that was a full-time steady salary and that's hard when you're a starving artist small business owner and someone says hey i'm going to pay you a steady salary to do what you're already doing and it was good for a while and it was great for a while until it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I just transitioned back. And what's interesting is going back, I was even more comfortable with my skills now. Okay. I, you know, even being away from it for a few years and not working directly with clients, I felt more confident because I think because I'd come to that decision, not monetarily, it was, it, it was the emotional side of it that I'm ready to take a risk. I'm ready to realize this. It's time. Yeah. And so having that job <laughs> fall <laughs> apart really kind of helped me get to a mindset that I was right. You know, in, it, when I, when I took the job, I shouldn't have taken the job and that's okay. You learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's where I started. So I guess, I mean, I've, for the most part over the last five years, kind of, been dabbling in, in being a business owner and, and what does that mean? And I did it kind of part-time, but when you do part-time work, you get part-time results. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, the big word now is not part-time, it's side hustle. <laughs> you had a side hustle for all those years. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, that, that is the term. So, yeah. So tell me a little bit about, um, as a business coach now, you're a business owner and you are, you're 100% responsible for all of it. And talk to me a little bit about what are the big challenges that you're finding in getting this business established? There's always the, the, the main stuff, monet, monetary constraints. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's only so much money. And so I think for me, it was really tightening up a budget and being realistic on marketing opportunities, but I couldn't, couldn't afford. Um, as well as recognizing who I thought was going to be my client going in is not who I've adjusted to being my client. We'll talk a little uh, bit about that. So originally I thought, because I love startup businesses and they give me so much passion because they're so excited and they're so ready to do it. I thought, well, I'll go work in the startup business space, but there's two problems with that. One, they have no money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Money's tight. <laughs> but two, it's also not that they don't want help, but they're just not ready to receive it. Um, they're so they're in that stage of their business where they're just so nose to the grindstone. I'm ready to commit. And so for a lot of them, they want a little bit of help and that's fine, but they're just not ready to accept an ongoing coaching relationship. Right. For people who've been in business, that's where I've transitioned to over the past few months is that people have been in business for three or more years, that five-year mark. They realize um, the gaps that they have. Yeah. And a lot of them are operational that, you know, they want to hire a new employee or hire their first employee but they don't even understand what they do day to day. They don't have it written down. They don't have a standardized process for how they do it. So trying to bring in an employee usually kind of ends badly because they bring them on and say, I'll figure it out once I hire. Right. And then sometimes I get to the point where I help them hone their operations and they realize, you know what? It isn't that I need an employee. I just need to be more organized in the way I'm engaging. Yeah. With my um, and so that's, that's a lot of how I help my clients is just structuring that. And so that transition from thinking, Oh, I'm going to work with startups. Yeah. <laughs> to realistically, the people who really need my help are those people who've been in business for a while and who've had some success, had some failure, maybe had some luck Yeah. and are really ready to accept that help and, and need that help. Um, even more than a startup business. Can you talk a little bit about what the benefit of that help would be for a business who's, you know, three or four years in and um, they've, you know, they've developed some, some at least profitable patterns, but it's not as tight as it could be. What are the overall benefits that uh, you deliver with that work? The biggest benefit to the owners is that, they, whether they hire an employee or they outsource some things to a subcontractor is that they refocus their energy on staying in their revenue building space. That after you have, a, you know, you do that so innately in the beginning because yeah. you have to, you, you just, you got to work. If it's not making me money, I'm not going to waste my time on it. Then as the business grows or goes into the first few years, you get away from that. And because they get bogged down in what they're doing for their customers or clients instead of focusing on getting new people or expanding their offerings. Um, and so 
I always tell them the biggest value you get from hiring me, scheduling time with me is scheduling time with yourself to work on your business. Yeah. And that's vitally important as you get to those three-year, five-year, you know, even 10-year marks that you take a moment and pause and focus on the internal part of the business. They always say, you know, work in your business, not on your business. <laughs> and I always say, please work on your business. <laughs> please do both. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yes, you want to work in your business, but maybe you need somebody else to be working in your business and you need to step up to a more executive level role and work on the business. Yeah. Um, not saying every business has to be a Google. You're not necessarily trying to get as big as you possibly can, but you do definitely want to make sure that you're refocusing, that you're, you're still heading in the direction you thought you were heading in. Yeah. And you can't do that if you don't have some internal on the business kind of focus. So if a person contacts you, uh, what's your starting place with a person? So, I always do a 30 minute consultation for free. We can do it in person or zoom meetings are great. I always like that because we can be wherever we are, not have yeah. to rush to each other. Um, and during that 30 minutes, um, I, I want to establish what, what their goal for coaching, you know, either they met me at a function or someone introduced them to me and they took that meeting. So I want to understand their why for accepting a meeting and why they would value some coaching. Um, beyond that, the next step, um, I do, it's a low cost. It's $25 for a one hour discovery session. Mm -hmm. Um, that discovery session is really to discover how I work with my clients. And if it's something that they can work with, you know, if it's, if it's their way of working, cause not, a, not every coach is for everybody. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, it really just depends on their needs. So that's kind of an analysis stage where it's, it's just, $25 really it's an investment in your own time. Yeah. You know, anything you spend with me, it, it, it doubles back into your own business um, for taking the time. So that's really the initial steps is just getting to know me and how I operate. Um, and even if we can't work together, because sometimes it's, it's timing. Yeah. They may feel like it's right. And maybe we just need to have, you know, an ongoing relationship till the timing is right. And, and that, that's, that's it for me is, is getting to know people where they are. Yeah. Where are you finding most of your clients? Um, I mean, a lot of them are just at the, at the chamber. I do a lot of, you know, um, private, I guess, you know, closed networking where it's, it's category specific type networking groups. Okay. Uh, I, I am a member of the Loveland Chamber of Commerce. And I find that that is a great starting point because, mm -hmm. I always tell my clients, the first thing you have to do is be where your clients are. <laughs> and my clients are my kind of people. I go to a lot of the small business stuff. Um, sometimes through classes like yours where mm -hmm. I've gone to expand my own education and there's other business owners there. Um, I connect with people, a lot of those events, just hear who they are and that they're new to the area. Um, I love that meeting new people. After you meet them, what, tell me a little bit about like how you present your, your services and how do you, how do you kind of initiate uh, the next step with a person? So typically when I meet them, it's either one of two things with their schedule right away. I like that. 
you know, yeah. we're face to face, we'll pull our phones out. We all have our phones right with us. Um, or I'll reach out to them and say, here's a few, you know, here's some times in a few weeks if you're not ready now. Um, yeah. And really what it is about for me, um, our, our initial conversation is a lot of me asking questions. I really engage and want them to speak yeah. and tell me the successes that they've had, the struggles that they're experiencing. Um, I don't, I don't always do the exact same thing for every client because maybe one client has completely figured out how to hire employees and that's fine, but their day-to-day operations are a mess or yeah. the other way around. So a lot of times for me, it's really just finding their, their pain, you know, their, their day-to-day headache, what keeps yeah. them up at night as an owner. Um, to, and moving forward, I, I, I have a lot of activities that I provide like homework type stuff for in between weeks. Um, they'll meet with me for an hour. My sessions are always an hour. Yeah. And then I usually give them an, an activity that will require no more than an, an one additional hour during the week. Um, the focus of all of those activities is to help them schedule time, learn to schedule time with themselves for planning their, their business side of life. Right. Um, and it becomes a habit building type thing that you work with me, you work on your business, and then they just start scheduling that into their regular week that there is time because you scheduled time. That's great. Yeah. It sounds like the, it sounds like you've really gotten that uh, initial stage of your business uh, to a place that's very effective. Um, and then I am assuming that uh, based on their needs, you're going to create some kind of a coaching package that's relevant. And uh, I typically don't work with people on a less than a three month package. Yeah. Um, three months, six months is where I usually start with people. Yeah. Um, I have a client who signed up for six and then signed up for another three. And that's, that's <laughs> kind of as, as we develop, um, for me, there are coaches out there who are like, Oh, I've got this program. I'm going to put you through it. And it's all the same for everybody. I, there's, they're effective. There's nothing wrong with them. It's not how I operate. I tend to want to meet people where they are. I have tools, I have resources. Um, and sometimes I'm not the answer. Sometimes it's introducing them to another person, um, that could help them at that business. But that's really where I, I'm more about what's going to benefit my clients than I have this proprietary system that's going to change your life. (laughs) Maybe I do. It's not about that. It's really about customizing that package. And I almost customize it on a week to week basis with them. Um, Sometimes we go in and we start talking about something and then something happens during the in-between week and they're like, Hey, I really need to focus on this. This this part of my business fell apart, and we will we'll adjust to those internal changes as they go. Yeah. Well, it sounds like that you're really uh, full steam ahead. Um, yeah, you, you've hit the ground running, and you're going to commit to something. You commit to it fully. Yeah. Uh, and once you commit to it fully and really put your all in it, amazing things happen. So tell me a little bit about now, this is the after part, or at least the, we've, we've gotten through the before and a little bit of the during, yeah. uh, but now talk to me about 
What are the most significant changes that you see as a result of all of this transition that you've gone through? I think the most significant thing is um, I kind of thought that I was uh, a non-people person. I really thought and had gotten into a kind of a negative mindset that other people bother me and I, uh, I'm an ant in an anthill and I don't like it. I think that the awakening to the fascinating lives of everyone else and that I have, I have things to offer to other people. My life experience resonates with people, not because it's exactly the same, but because there is a common human thread in our lives. Uh, rich, poor, male, female, old, young, I don't think it matters is that we all have ways that we travel through our lives and that there is a connection there between yeah. people that is indescribable in some ways, but I am thoroughly enjoying meeting people and, and, and learning about how fascinating their history is and how amazing their lives are, even through some bad stuff. We all have it. And through some amazing stuff. Um, so I've really enjoyed that. It's just that, connections back into the human side of myself <laughs> that's wonderful and what about on family what are the significant changes that you've seen with your family um i think we have i mean physically we're all healthier because mom's cooking and we're not eating out so <laughs> i think that's a really big and positive thing for me is that i'm able to you know be mom in that way i also feel I feel more like we're more aware and there's only three of us in our house, but that we're more aware of when we're all in the house, that that's, that's, that's valuable. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's not to be taken for granted that, you know, my husband often works nights. So there'll be nights, you know, there'll, there'll be a whole week when he and I pass like ships in the night. And then we look at each other and go, it, it, we missed this. And, let's adjust and we yeah. can adjust more easily to that than we could have when, uh, you know, when working in a career type job. Um, so I think that's been amazing. Um, is just reconnecting with, with my family on that level. All right. Well, let's talk about when your son is 14 years old. <laughs> um, no! <laughs> it's all too, I mean, I, I always tell people, People say once you have children, time just turns into warp speed. And oh, it doesn't it? Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I know, like I said, I, I'm aware enough to know that at some point there comes a gap between the I, mom has to do everything for me, and then I mom is the most abhorrent person in the world. Please stay away from me. To okay, mom's cool again, and I can I can deal with you. Um, I I. I I told my husband, I said, so, you know, we're going to hit 14 and he's yours. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. mom, mom's here for food. That's about it. I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, I think what I'm going to enjoy the most is just my, like I said my, before, my son is amazingly intelligent. And so I just want to hear what's going to come out of his mouth and how amazing that's going to be. Just how he interprets his world and connect he has very 
I can't even see, he connects things together that I never, I never would have connected or compared and, and the way he thinks. And so I'm fascinated to, to get to grow with him in that way as yeah. he gets more educated and learns more about life and things like that. So I'm, I'm actually excited for it. I think being a parent of an only child, it, it's every, every first is also every last. Yeah. So he'll only be a teenager for a little while and there's no one else after it. Yeah. And I'll, I'll love him through it, whether he talks to me or not. <laughs> so projecting ahead to that time though, in, in your own, in your business and professional life, yeah. what would you like to really see happen and take shape by then? I think by then, because he will, uh, you know, he'll be a little more on his own and doing his own stuff and having a life outside mom. I, you know, I would just really at that point like to see maybe develop into um, maybe some more, you know, public speaking engagements, um, motivational speaking thing, you know, telling my story in a way that can help people understand that life is not stagnant. Mm -hmm. and, and just because this is where you are today does not mean that tomorrow it has to be this way. Yeah. Um, and, and just, I, I think, I think that's also interesting. I, I tell people my story and I kind of feel hesitant to say, Oh, I'm going through stuff, but everybody is. <laughs> and most of us are afraid to talk about it. And I, I would love to see my, my business develop to a point where I could engage more than just business owners, but engage the community in understanding that talking about the changes that we go through really can help others go through similar changes, which helps everybody grow. Yeah. And it, it helps better, you know, maybe just our little community and that's okay, but I may not change the world. I definitely can change your world yeah. and you may change the world. And that's great. And I love that thread of connection that, that I, I, I would love to have that impact on people yeah. as I go forward into my, into my business exploration. <laughs> So if, um, if you were a person who was kind of ready for your services, um, what one tool would you encourage that person to, to look for to help their business where, where they are three years down the road? I would say the most important tool that someone who's in a transitional is, is, um, it's, it's learning to delegate yeah. and delegate without micromanaging. Um, there is definitely a right way and a wrong way to do delegation. Yeah. And I deal with a lot of my clients on that, that I have this, it's one of the first things they get from me. That's a worksheet. That's all about understanding that when you let go, and this is a life lesson, when you let go, let go and give them, give the person trust and respect and it will come back to you a hundredfold yeah and so i think that's one of the most important things about learning to transition from you know one or two people into more that delegating is a necessary step in business and there's definitely a right and wrong way to do it yeah working with someone like me is great there's lots of um you know, online tools that you can find plenty of self-help books and stuff that talk about it. But I think that's the most important skill to learn yeah. how to delegate properly for success. I know in entrepreneurial circles, the last few years, the big thing that they talk about is you've got to look at the list of things that you do. Yeah. 
And is there something there that you can delegate? Is there something there that you can automate? Or is there something there that you can eliminate? And it's like, I I think that that helps productivity probably as much as any other concept. Yeah. Um, Take on too much as it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Learning how to, to, to be your own advocate for freeing your time and making it what you want it to be. Yeah, that's so important. Well, if someone who's listening right now um, is interested in setting up that 30-minute uh, free consultation with you, how do they do that? Um, the easiest way is directly through email. I'm on it 24-7. Okay. <laughs> um, so my email, you can also connect with me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, those are other way, ways to kind of know a little more about who I am. Um, my, my website is in process, like a lot of early business owners, it's mm-hmm. kind of still in process. But direct, direct email is a great way to contact me um, and, and just to, hey, I'm interested in, in learning more, um, and we can connect that way, absolutely. Is that the Accelerated Megan address? It is, yes. AcceleratedMegan at gmail.com? All right. And on Facebook, um, Accelerated Business Coaching, or is it, again, Accelerated? Coaching, my personal page is under Megan Anderson Melton. They're connected, so you can find me that way. Yeah, LinkedIn as well. Uh, Accelerated Business Coaching on LinkedIn? Um, I don't have a business page on LinkedIn. It's just Megan Melton. It's my personal page, yeah. So that's a great way to kind of of connect with me as well, um, professionally. Megan, and I have enjoyed our conversation uh, very, very much. And um, uh, I'm excited to see where uh, this new road takes you. And um, it's, it's very, it's thrilling to hear that you really gave your heart um, a, a chance to talk to you and, uh, and that you were able to move out of that old situation and into a new one that's so much more exciting and fulfilling. I wish you all yep. the best uh, with the new business. And, uh, I appreciate it. It's been great. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, remind people again, if you want to set up your uh, free 30-minute consultation with Megan, it's at acceleratedmegan at gmail.com. And um, I will include links in the description for uh, the LinkedIn page and the Facebook page. And um, I'm sure when Megan has a website, she'll let us know and she'll, uh, and I'll, I'll include those in the description. I can edit that later on. So thanks again, Megan. And um, anything you want to say in closing? No, uh, just to anyone listening, remember to be kind to yourself because no one's going to love you more than you. Absolutely. And I will, I will let that be the last word. <laughs> thanks, Megan. Thank you. You take care. You too. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time to listen to, subscribe, and review The Reset Podcast. The Reset Podcast features interviews, insights, and in-depth reflections that will help you navigate your own fresh start. If you'd like to be a guest or share an idea for a topic you'd like to hear about, please contact podcast at franklintaggart.com. I offer a wide range of services to people who are ready to live with clear direction new possibilities, greater freedom, and unlimited creativity. If you're looking for a new beginning, I'm available to help you. More information is available at franklintaggart.com. The Reset Podcast is a production of Franklin Taggart and Make Your Own Way Media. 
all rights reserved.